I didn't, well... It's uh, okay. It's okay. I didn't think to put up the sign. I, I don't know. I felt like this was a loosey-goosey kind yeah, of... Yeah, it's a loosey-goosey show because, loosey you know... Loosey-goosey. It's impromptu. It was, it was sort of promptu. Yeah, kind of. But this is the Pinfall Podcast. I'm stealing your intro. Oh, come on. You're going to have most uh, of the rain with what we're talking about because I didn't take any notes. Oh, I hate that you tweeted. I had a good tweet. Oh. Uh, tweet included the fact that we were shooting the shit. Well, you can quote tweet with that. Um, But this is not a WWE product. This is AEW's full gear pay-per-view, as most of you probably know. Oh my god, we had a fucking show and a half. Uh, both in terms of quality and length. This was a long show. Very long show. What the fuck? What, what, are, you, what are you doing? Cat is playing with something, and I don't know what it is, but I just heard like a very weird, like, slinky sort of sound. Well, there's a lot of toys down below you, I know that. No, it's neither of those. Okay. It is. What is this? Ah, it is the piece of paper I kept over my laptop screen that is now covered in hair. Cool. Good to know. All right. So this is full gear. Um, some highlights. The the whole show. Well, most of the show. What the fuck was this fucking? Oh man, man, oh man, a Shevitz, huh? Um. Obviously, the biggest highlight is Hangman Adam Page is now the AEW World Champion, beating out Kenny Omega. And and this this is what it feels like for uh when when a championship changes hands, like an important championship. Not the WWE championship. This will this feeling will happen when the universal title gets switched over. Yeah, if it's I... the right person. I think that's kind of the beauty of this is that it's like there have been so many times where Penny's reign felt shaky. Right. But like this didn't feel like it was almost a year long. Yeah. Um, also, Sean Ross Sapp is tweeting about the media scrum so I'll be um, oh, conveying a lot of that. Uh, and Brian Danielson's there to talk about it. So that'll be some interesting stuff. Um, just to kick off, Brian Danielson talks about fatigue and how it makes cowards of us, but Eddie Kingston gets fatigued and doesn't slow down. Uh, Brian Danielson calls a finishing move a relatively new thing in wrestling. Um, Danielson was thinking, please don't die during his match with Suzuki. I should only read the important stuff. Um, Tony Khan doesn't want to announce the date for Danielson versus Hangman. Uh, yet, but wants the biggest match as possible, regardless of face and heel. Oh, oh, you mean like actually booking a match? Oh, that's funny. Um, but uh, yeah, fantastic show, fantastic, fantastic show. Um, do you do you want me to do like a little nutshell, or do you want to just jump right into it? We can just jump right into it, I guess. Because, okay. I mean, that's sort of what we're going to end up doing anyways. Yeah. Um, so, we started off with the buy-in. Obviously. 
Wasn't there something like before the buy-in match? Dante Martin. Right. So Dante Martin comes out. I didn't write any of this. This is, this is going to be all from memory. Um, no, to be fair, I also... Oh, no, I did take notes a little bit for the women's buy-in. Okay. Um, but uh, so Dante Martin comes out and he's asked about his decision about joining Team Taz. And uh, before he can say anything, the acclaimed comes out. They rap on, they like, they like, Caster starts rapping at him, uh, tells him, says, mentions 15, retiring 15 times, um, and, and then asks him to join. It's like, if you insulted him so many times, why would you want, why, why would he say yes to joining you? Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, I've got my own feelings about Max Caster, but like, you're not like the best approach. He, Dante immediately starts attacking them as uh, Team Taz is watching from uh, one of the suites. And yeah, that's really that. They might be setting up uh, maybe getting Darius Martin back in the swing and getting top flight against the acclaimed. So this was a question that you and I both had because we weren't sure of this. Do we know if Darius is actually cleared? I don't know. Well, Rassel. But he, he posted uh, at least one picture on twitter kind of teasing something um uh but uh yeah so i i could imagine leo rush being the manager for top flight that'd be pretty cool they need a good mouthpiece um i i feel like leo is trying to be the new big brother so I don't know if that's going to work. He's trying to be the, the new uh, Big Money Matt. Um, but... It doesn't seem like he's leaving room for Darius in the top flight situation, if you will. Uh, once they announce that Trio's title, there will be room for, for Leo. Um, but... And... I think this is going to be awesome because, I mean... Before he joined with MVP, the best thing for Bobby, like the best era in Bobby's career was when he was working with Leo Rush, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, after that, we then had the, the buy-in match, Jamie Hayter and Nyla Rose versus um, Hikaru Shida and uh, uh, fuck, Thunder Rosa. That's who it was. Again, I'm working off of memory here. Um, so Serena Deeb is ringside for most of this. Um, and basically, Sheeta gets the shit kicked out of her for 90% of this match. Um, Rosa was in for the beginning. Um, I don't remember seeing her too awful much in this match. Um, because also, my notes are not the same notes that I normally take. My notes were just like... At least for the rest of the matches, it was like, there's a funny thing that happens here. Here's a big move. So... Mm. Um, but yeah, she got the shit being out of her for a lot of it. Um, at one point, Sheeta got covered and, or no, she was in, I think she was in a submission. She went for a rope break. Mm-hmm. And Nyla Rose comes out of fucking nowhere with like this like flimsy little, just like a little, little kick. <laughs> I was like, Nyla, you're doing jack shit right now. Thank you, though. Once um, she gets in, though, she, she and slaps Rosa, um, uh, who's on the apron, and she comes in kind of hot. 
Um, but then Cheetah kind of does a Bianca move, which annoyed me. Because I don't like when wrestlers are made out to be kind of, like, dumb. Not dumb, but, like, just distracted in the sense right. that, like, I don't even want to say distracted. Because, like, there, there are distractions where it's like, okay, I get it. Fine. Um, like, I get why this affects the match. But I don't like when wrestlers are, like, so distracted that, like, and distracted by something that's already been established earlier in the match. That they're, like, that they get fucked over by it. Yeah. Um. So Sheeta gets distracted by Serena. She kind of starts talking shit at her. Vicky Guerrero, who's obviously there for Nyla, comes out of nowhere, um, hits Sheeta in the back of the leg with a kendo. Um, but the match basically ends when Sheeta flings Nyla into the post and then hits her with a jackknife cover to win. Um, this match was a banger. I don't want to like discount this match at all. This match was really good. It, it was, the ending was just kind of like the ending just did not quite hit the mark, and that was only because that last move did not slap just the exact perfect way. It was, it was a buy-in match. You know, it, it, it's what you could expect to, to at a buy-in or a pre-show that kind of thing. Wait, why am I? Why am I Matt Jackson here? I should be doing something else. What are you doing? She's doing something else tonight. I don't know what she's doing. Oh, <laughs> no. You're going to cover up the Matt Jackson hair. You're covering up the Matt Jackson hair with the hat. I gotta. Well, actually, I've got to take the Matt Jackson hair down. This won't work. There you go. It's like if Matt Jackson supported uh, Paige. If, yeah, if, if, um, yeah, I mean, it, it was a pretty decent match, very much a buy-in, like a high-tier, um, dynamite match. Um, before we get too far into this, we were supposed to have a guest tonight. We did not, it did not work out, but we will eventually have said guest in the future. It's a friend of ours who's a big wrestling fan, um, it just did not work out tonight. So we will have a friend in the future. And let us know if you would like to have, if you would like us to have uh, guests on the show, maybe do like an interview type thing with, with uh, some maybe wrestlers, potentially. Um, yeah, our, the, the guest that we have is a friend of uh, the show, um, a friend of mine and Mark's. Um, and what we will probably do will be a themed weekend show um, where we'll talk about, I think, we discussed a couple topics. I don't want to pigeonhole us to one just yet, but um, we discussed a couple topics, so it'll be more of a chit-chat, if you will. A fireside chat. As, as most of these shows are. Like a fireside chat that's not about a wrestling show. How's that? Okay, fair. All right. So, um, I I thought this match was good. Yeah, it was it was decent. It was like I said, it was it was like a a really good dynamite match. Yeah. Um, you know, I'd still like to see more women in the pay per views, but yeah, yeah. Ain't the fucking truth. I'm sure once that uh T, T- TBS title is uh 
won by somebody. There'll be more matches. Two women's main event, or not main event, but like main event matches. We need more women factions. That's what we need. Um, we need more women's booking. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, so should we should we get into the start of the show? Yeah, I I didn't know how much time you want to spend on the buy-in. I mean, I, were were there any notes you wanted to go over, or is that? I went over my notes. Okay. Um, what was the first match? It was fantastic. Jif versus Darby. Oh, MJF versus Darby. Fucking amazing match. This was like... Oh my god. What match for you did not hit... Like, What was like outside of the buy-in? Because I don't want to include that. Of the main event itself. Uh-huh. What match did... Like what match specifically won? Not like hit for you. Did not hit. Yeah. Well, let me go to my, my lowest rated match. I think we can all guess which one it is. Uh, oh, it's oh, Inner wait. Circle versus American Top Team. Yeah. I, I have two matches that did not hit for me. Was it that one and... Um, uh, oh, that was the buy-in. Was it Andrade and Malachi versus Pack and Cody? No. Really? Oh, yeah. What was? What was it? I hate to say this. No. Yeah. Oh, was it Eddie and CM Punk? Oh. Okay, okay. That's fine. Um. Oh, oh. Miro and Brian Danielson. Yeah. It just, it didn't, it did not click for me. Well, we'll get more in depth once we get to it, but... Miro should have won. Oh. That, Maybe not my, my take, but... That's my opinion. Miro should have gotten the rub from Brian Danielson. Brian Danielson could have taken that loss and been fine. Um, Miro should have won, been the first challenger for Paige, and holy shit, that would be uh, <laughs> something. So I know what matches I didn't quite love. I, all the matches were good. Let me start by saying that all the matches were good. Um, there were just some matches that the way I did tonight was because I didn't feel beholden. I took notes on what caught my attention, mm-hmm. and the matches that have very little notes just did not catch my attention at all. Um, and fair. there were a couple of them. Mm-hmm. It was still bomb ass pay per view. Um, and you know what the thing is, is that like I feel like a lot of times, and I don't want to start doing this right now, but like I am going to sort of, um, mm-hmm. PW pay per views. Feel like I go into them and I'm like, this is gonna be so much fun. WWE pay per views, I'm like, oh, we got to do this. So it's it's the difference between monthly pay per views and and quarterly sure. pay per views, and sure. it it's not any difference in terms of quality of the company or anything or quality of of the shows it's just one ha- one happens so often and isn't can't be hyped up as much as the other one that's absolutely true um so do you want to talk about mjf versus darby 
Yes, this match wanna, fucking rocked. We start by talking about the goofy ass video package of Darby <laughs> wrecking a car. car? <laughs> what the fuck was that about? I thought it was gonna be like I, I really in my head, and I think this is what WWE would have done. Um because they love these kinds of things. I thought that Darby was gonna like do this weird ass shit and then come in on that car. You thought the same thing with Adam Page and the horse. It just won the fucking horse. <laughs> to, be, to be entirely fair, a car and a horse are two different things. I totally understand why they did not do the horse because the horse, there, there's no reason to subject a horse to an entire stadium of people. Yeah. There's no reason. And there Horses no... are. I've, I've watched a horse get spooked by a man in a trench coat. Mm-hmm. Okay? A horse in a stadium of people, that has to be a horse on like fucking ketamine. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I understand why they didn't do that. I do. As much as like the aesthetic is like sterling, mm-hmm. um, I get why they didn't do it. The car, however, the car will not get spooked by people. I thought it would have been really cool if Darby came in in the car. But anyways, we got a full video package of Darby Allen just crashing his car, I guess, and then and coming out being like, he's, he set the man. car he set the car on fire with fake MJF in it. He fucking hates Hi. MJF. He did he a stunt. I- Stand Darby Allen. Um, so I, th- this match was very much a anything you can do, I can do better match. Um, which makes sense. They're they're supposed to be part of the four pillars, or as Jr. called it, the four, four pillars. pillars. <laughs> um, this is this is just narrowly resting on my fucking head. Doesn't look that bad. It just looks like you have, you have a tall head. <laughs> Yeah, I just want to take my Matt Jackson hair down. <laughs> so let's jump Darby. right into the into the match. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, like I said, most of my notes are just kind of things I thought were funny. Um, yeah. for example, MJF screaming into the crowd, "You love it, fat boy!" As Darby flies out onto him. Mm-hmm. What the fuck was that about? That was goofy. Um, Darby also tried to hit a coffin drop onto the apron, um, which does not work because MJF fucks off. And then... And Darby hits spine first into the apron. And then doesn't move. And I'm like... He just died! I'm like, okay, think of Darby what you will, but did he just paralyze himself right there? I was, like, a little worried. I was, like, a little nervous at first. Um, also, Darby gets fucking lifted up you hear a gentle, oh shit. And then MJF drops him down across his fucking knee. This I was like, this, this spine whole, has taken enough, Maxwell. This whole pay-per-view, everybody was so vocal in the ring, and it was amazing. It, I love when wrestlers are vocal. Because if you're in a fucking match, of course you're gonna shout shit. You're gonna shout, oh shit. You're gonna be like, 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 hangman, and yell at Kenny, is that all you fucking, or is that all you got, motherfucker? Um, like, like you're, you're gonna yell stuff, and I love it. You, you never hear people yell that much. Oh, it was, this was a loud fucking pay-per-view. This was a Bobby Fish pay-per-view, okay? <laughs> everyone was loud, and everyone was swearing. You could also call it an FTR pay-per-view. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> oh, I can't wait to get to that fucking match. Yeah, that, that was fantastic. 
So... <laughs> Darby gets hit with a brain buster also. And the only thing I could think of was just, by God, that man is broken in half. <laughs> Good lord, Darby was broken in half. Um... So... MJF also hits a double stomp off the second rope that snaps the arm about, and it made, like, an audible noise. Like, and I think it was just the foot connecting with the arm. Mm-hmm. It made an audible noise, and I was like... Yeah. Um, we also get fucking... My favorite, my favorite genre of move, which is wrestler has already hurt X, Y, and Z body part and then does a move that fucking injures that body part further, which was the tombstone pile driver to Alan on the apron. Hmm. And then MJF just fucking rolling off like, fuck! If, if there's one thing to get from this match, one thing at all, out of everything, it's that MJF is amazing at selling. Really he is. sold that knee injury through the entire match. The, the, and, and he wasn't just like, you know, cheesy, holding the knee and, and you know, moving around yeah. a lot when... You know, he was in, in when he was mobile. No, he he was consistently vocally selling that that injury and every move affected it. MJF is is fucking unbelievable. I and I think like that's the thing is that like, yeah, maybe like screaming and yelling is like a bit much, but like it does sell it. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um. Also, we get a coffin drop onto the floor, and, and, and the fucking Darby hits a code red that I thought was it. I thought that was it. I thought that was the end of the fucking match. Yeah. Um. But then we get another coffin drop in the ring, um, which goes right onto MJF's knees. Uh, both men at this point are fucking dead, and then. You know, as you would expect, somebody's gonna come out. Somebody has to come out. Yeah. Who comes out? But Sean, first of all, okay, so we don't see everybody come out all at once. What we see is we see Sean Spears doot doot dooting down the fucking ramp. Just having the time of his life. He's like, I'm ready to do some business. I don't know where we see Sting with a fucking baseball bat. He takes out Sean. Turns out he's already taken Wardlow down <laughs> at the top of the ramp. We didn't see that shit. Also, uh, I'll actually I'll mention this after the match. Howdy, just... <laughs> partner. I'm a cowboy bobblehead. <laughs> I'm a cowboy bobblehead, baby. I want me a cowboy, baby. <laughs> anyway. If you haven't seen that, fine. You should. Um. Anyways, so um, at this point. MJF gets, he's in the ring with Darby. He's got Darby's uh, longboard. He's inviting Darby to DQ the match with the longboard by smacking him in the face. And the entire time Bryce is like, please don't do that. Please <laughs> don't do that. Like, that's, I'm standing here. I see you. That's not legal. Don't do it. Yeah. Um, Darby thinks about it. He can't do it because he's just the, of such a moral fucking fiber. Because- it's what it's what MJF wants because that's part of the storyline. MJF said Darby cares more about hurting MJF than beating MJF, and so he knew he he had a feeling Darby would want to 
cause pain rather than win the match. He wanted that moral victory. I don't know. I just fucking hate it. Um, but so Darby's like, oh no, I can't do it. And he gives mm-hmm. the board back to Bryce, and Bryce goes to discard, and as Bryce goes to discard, MJF pulls his little fucking diamond ring out and fucking checks Darby and uh, wins. As he should have. Um, and I think if there were not 400 matches on the card tonight, I think we would have got more low turning on MJF tonight. If this were a WWE product, that would have happened tonight. Um, yeah. yeah. It, it would have happened tonight if it was WWE, but um, the, the, this I, I fucking love this match. It would however have been a 10 out of 10 if um, MJF hadn't won with the with the ring if he had just gotten a cleaner win. Um, thank you, National Pokedex, for the follow. Welcome to the Pinfall Podcast. You know what? <laughs> we might have a product for you. Well, we'll shout it out after the show. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I, I, I just hate, like, distracted wins, stuff like that. Cheap Cheating wins. Um, this. this one obviously works because it's MJF. But eh, I would have liked it. I could have liked it more. You know, I could have liked the ending more. Everything else was was out of this world. Um, but what I was gonna say before was that this was a pay per view where there were no surprise debuts. There was Jay Lethal. Who wasn't even like really a, like a surprise? He like kind of just came out and, and like was interviewed, but there were no like surprises. There were no uh, betrayals, no no big grand moments besides Adam Page winning the belt, and yet this was on the same level as All Out in my opinion, and. That's what happens when you really prioritize amazing wrestling. Because all this was was just amazing wrestling. There were no surprises. There were no, no, like, no you know grand moments. You know what's funny? Hmm. I... There there have been so many W I, I, I hate to do this. I really do, but it's just where my brain goes. And I, mm-hmm. I apologize. Um, cause we do a WWE show. So I feel bad during this, but there are a lot of times with like WWE pay-per-views where I'm like, well, if so-and-so or this and that doesn't happen, it's going to be just a bummer. And. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. You know what I just realized? What? WWE is kind of like the smart mark of, wrestling whereas like you because know, like ew kind of just gives you what you want which sounds boring on paper but like in practice is actually quite awesome oh i see what you're talking about wwe There's... knows what you want and then flips it around right mm-hmm. and, 
like like I said, like on paper, giving you what you want doesn't always sound like it could be the best option. Right. But I've never really been disappointed by getting what I wanted because the story to that point was awesome. Yeah. Now, um, I mean, obviously, if you if you're turning if you're tuning into this, you you probably know how tonight ended, and it's what people wanted. Yeah. It's the same way that like when CM Punk was debuting. Everyone was chanting CM Punk in the beginning of the show, mm-hmm. and they just said, "Here he is." Fun. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, th- this whole show was just focused on fantastic wrestling, and that's what yeah. professional wrestling is. Um, regardless of whether or not you say your company is a wrestling company, your product is still wrestling at the end of the day. And that's listen. I've got my own opinions about everything that's going on in between wrestling and the companies but like this pay-per-view was just good wrestling dude this was just fun this was fun as fuck mm-hmm. yeah um so next up next up was the the aw tag title match right yes it was all right lucha bros versus ftr another the super Ranas. yeah another amazing match like this one was just fucking great so fucking we good. About, we talk about Fennec's just <laughs> thing appearing. So at one point, Penta. So wait, real quick, real quick. Mm-hmm. The fucking walkouts were amazing. Um, for for Lucha Bros. Yeah, they do not disappoint. Obviously, it nothing will top. Um, all out. All out. Nothing will top that. That was incredible. That was yeah. like fucking. But. They had like a little thing today. They had a little thing. I think yeah, Alex in the fucking day? ring, just like hyping them up. Yeah, yeah. Yes, it was for Veterans Day. It was it had camo and the <laughs> military. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was for Veterans Day. It it was but, it was I think it was the Mexican military because they they had like the Mexican, Mexican flag. flag. Yeah. Um. Morgan Smith said uh, he ugly cried. <laughs> it was, it was, honestly, so after All Out, I was like, well, they're not going to be able to top that. And obviously, this did not top that, but, like, mm-hmm. they, still, they still had production value to this walkout. I thought that was awesome. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, at one point, we start with Dax and um, Penta. There's a lot of roll-ups to begin. Um, at one point, it, it, Penta's kind of, like, starting to talk shit towards Dax and Cash. And then, out of just fucking... Out of fucking nowhere! It looks like Phoenix fell from the ceiling. <laughs> that just shows how much fucking air he gets when he jumps off the ropes. It is insane. But, like... <laughs> part is there's some bitch in the crowd some some lady who's very close to some sound equipment um who screeches at everything at everything so all you just hear is screech fix but anyway the the rest of the match was just as insane um, oh, 
I there, there was one part of the match that I did not appreciate, but like, which part was that? Was it the end? We'll, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. Okay. Um. So. Penta and Fenix kind of go, like, they're about to annihilate Cash until Dax saves his little ass, which is, like, the sweetest part of Cash and Dax is that, like, they're, like, just best friends. Mm-hmm. Um, and also the fact that they don't fucking shut up. They're so goddamn loud. Yeah, and it's so great. Vocal wrestling is the best. Literally, there are so many times where, like, Cash is calling for Dax and Dax is calling for Cash, and I'm like, best friends! Yeah. Um... They go to double suplex Penta, but Fenix saves him um, because, of course, there's only love in tag team wrestling. Um, Ash ends up tying Penta's mask to the ropes. Rick Knox unties it. Yeah. It's like a big move for Rick because Rick is like of not fucking noticing shit. Mm-hmm. I was like, damn, Rick, turn a new leaf. Um, get a, a very white Sarah Mieto from FTR. Um, <laughs> well, no, 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 no. It was... The it was zero. <laughs> it's, it, God damn it! FTR is the best. It. I oh man. Um. So Cash goes to take Fenix off the apron. Fenix is way too quick. He ends up distracting the ref. Um. So the ref doesn't see Penta tag out. So Fenix is not in. Uh. Penta is still stuck where he is. Um. When Fenix does get in, there's a triple-A belt to the face of him. It nearly ends the fucking match, and my god, was I squirming. I was squirming at this point. I was like, oh, this is awful. I, I wouldn't um, have put it past Tony Khan to have FTR win just for that heat in Mexico. That's fair. Um, also, at, at one point, they start chanting, like, fuck you, Tully, or something like that. You just hear Dax shout, shut up, asshole! It's like, <laughs> Oh my god. Who the fuck are we? Yeah, the, um, this is so good. It's so fucking good. After I was looking for the big rig, but instead Fenix just fucking spirals cash out of the goddamn way. Um, and then Tully holds on to Fenix's leg. Fucking nightmare. Um, and then this was the part that I didn't really appreciate because like, Obviously, so uh, there was a lot of Eddie Guerrero talk because we're in Minneapolis on the day that Eddie Guerrero died in Minneapolis. Now it's a thing. Um, very upsetting. And, you know, Vicky Guerrero came out and apparently they were chanting Eddie and, like, obviously that's nice. Yeah. Um, and then the, the, the part that I just, that just didn't quite ring comfy to me was... I get it, they're heels. They're supposed to be doing heelish shit that's going to make people very unhappy because that's just FTR and they don't really care. Mm-hmm. But then Dax, like, kind of mocks Eddie Guerrero and, like, starts starting to do the Three Amigos, and I was like... But but here's the thing. I understood why he did it. It just... It, it, it was... It's it was, a real dude who fucking died. It was know? for more than the heat. It was to make... Penta look better when because he interrupted at the third one and got all three in, put him over as a face even more. So well, it made sense. It totally made sense. It just it was one of those moments where I was like, "Are we doing this? Are we really doing this?" Okay, 
I just didn't like it. But, of course, Penta does interrupt. Um, well, because Penta is the one who's being suplexed. Um, Penta counters. He ends up doing the three amigos way better. Um, we get a Viva La Raza from Fenix off the top rope. Just not enough, though. It, I thought that was it, though. And I was like... Um, so Fenix... God bless... Um, Penta holds on to Dax as he's like about to go into the pile driver. Fenix goes off the top rope again. Um, goes off of like Daxie's ass onto Cash. Get the pile driver to Dax from Penta. And both brothers cover. It is still not enough. And I was like, wait, why are we both covering? And then it got it just kinda got like a little the plot got lost a little bit for me. Um, where Cash puts on the super Rana's mask. Yes, it was to confuse the ref so they didn't know who was who because commentary. It didn't really seem like Rick fucking cared. Yeah, <laughs> he thought Cash Rick was, was just legal. like there's a man in the ring and he's getting pinned. One, two, three. It, I wonder if this will force a rematch. Um, with a stipulation of some kind, cage match, something. Um, but regardless, this was so fantastic. Two two of my favorite tag teams in in wrestling. Incredible, incredible. Yeah, uh, this was a it it was a good match. And again, I mean, we're gonna say that for I think just about every match. Yeah. Um, I I did really like this match though because this match had me like fucking sitting in my seat like in my head I was like no it makes sense. Future Bros are winning. There's no way in hell that they're not winning. Then you made your fucking comment about, well, this would make FTR bigger heels if they won. And I was like. Yeah. Um, quick, some quick updates on the media scrum. Ooh, yay. Um, let's see. Let me, let me go back to where I was. Uh, Brian Danielson says he saw the best doctors to come back and says his health is constantly improving from where he was. His priority to be a father and be is to be a father and be coherent. Um, CM Punk said that he likes to fuck with people in regards to teasing the five knuckle shuffle. Um, uh, Tony Khan says Leo Rush will hopefully be back this week. Um, apparently the Young Bucks were the ones who brought top flight to Tony Khan. Um, Dante Martin says having a match with Arya Daivari was special because he had a hand in training him. Uh, Tony Khan confirmed Jay Lethal versus Sammy Guevara on Dynamite. And Jay Lethal said, uh, he, he feels the doors are closing in Ring of Honor and feels for those without jobs. Uh, the deal came together a few days ago with Jay and, uh, uh, AEW. Punk didn't know Lethal was coming in until he saw him today. Um, and that was something that somebody else said that like you gotta imagine that the situation at Ring of Honor is bleak right now because if Jay Lethal, a lifer at Ring of Honor, is signing with AEW, it it feels like you know the the band is playing out. Yeah. On the sinking ship. Yeah, of course. You know, there there is always that hope that, you know, 
what'll happen is Ring of Honor will come back and they will be better than ever and it, this is just like a weird moment. I, I, I think it doesn't they, feel like it is that. I think they need to rebrand from having contracted talent to ha just showcasing indie talent. I feel like that would be the best use of their platform um, and and their best use of their production budget at this point because they're not given much of one. And that's part of the reason why it, they haven't been successful. Real quick, it wasn't... I could be wrong. What? Wasn't, um... Yeah, no, because they're run by Sinclair, which is, like, yeah. fucking a piece of shit company. Like, it's Fox News, I think. It, the, the, the problem is that they're owned by the, the media outlet as opposed to having a partnership. Right, right, right. I know. Um, it's a shame. But, anyway, let's, let's return back to the pay-per-view... Uh, what what do we have after that? Oh, it was Miro and Brian Danielson. Right. This match just didn't... It just didn't quite hit for me. Like I said, in my opinion, Miro should have won. I don't think so. Uh, he would have been a good person f to give Danielson his first loss. Um, And it would have really put him over. It wouldn't have put Danielson under in any way. You just love that hat, don't you? Um, I do. It also could have been longer. But there there were some really great spots in it, and they're continuing the storyline that Miro's weakness is his neck. Um, I thought both guys were just phenomenal in their performance. Um, yeah. Well, Nelson started this match with a fucking bruises. Yeah. And bruises go on his face. Mm -hmm. When did that come into play? Probably uh, him versus... Who did he fight last? Suzuki. Suzuki. Fought Suzuki on Rampage. Oh, no. Who did he fight last? Who did Brian Not do? Suzuki, because he was fighting and had to have been... Dustin? It could have been Dustin. Um, let me see who his last opponent was. Uh, Rocky Romero. Hmm. It could have been from him or Anthony Bowens. Um, so yeah, Danielson has like a massive bruise, and he really can't break through Miro for ninety percent of this match. I mean, it, it, a lot of this match was Daniel Bryan looking like shit. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm never gonna get used to calling him Brian Danielson. Just not how my brain works. I, I wouldn't say looking like shit because no, I, I okay. So looking like shit is not the right word. Um, getting beaten up is a better way to describe it. He didn't look like shit. He just was getting beaten up a lot. Or everything he was doing was getting countered. Um, <laughs> National Pokedex with their first time chat says shades of Jr. saying Daniel Bryan. 
<laughs> and with the cowboy hat too. Oh no! <laughs> oh no! God! And also the four pillows. Um, the four pillows of W. Or again, another Jr. mix up. Oh Tony, boy. forgive me. <laughs> we got our own JR in the house. Because I've had a couple of beers, I'm gonna be honest with you. Uh, this isn't the first one. It's not even the fifth one. Um it probably is. Uh so anyways, Brian Danielson. Mm-hmm. Uh at one point this that that it's not even like what I was trying to say. Um also I called him Brian with an I in my notes. There are worse mistakes. Yeah, I guess. Uh, Mira at one point started, started looking under the ring. I didn't know what no, that no, was no. about. He, he was faking everyone out. He was, he was playing with the crowd a lot in that match. Okay. He was pretending like he was going to grab something. But he didn't need anything. That was his like, whole thing. The announcers were like, oh, I don't know what this says about Mira's... Uh, and focus in the match, and I was like, like what do you mean? <laughs> um, basically, a running knee ends up getting Brian a little bit of leverage. He fucking, he, he, he looks straight up fucking eviscerated uh, while doling out punishment to Miro. Um, he ends up getting out of, and I, I knew the name of this, like, yesterday, and I don't remember it now. What is Miro's fucking submission? It's the game over. Thank you. Jesus Christ. He gets out of that. He he shouts game over. (laughs) To be fair... Oh, wait, no. Well, he he got out of it the first time because... He got out of it, but also Miro didn't quite lean back with it. Yeah, Miro didn't lean back the first time, and the second time, uh, Danielson just rolled through with it. So he didn't get locked in. Right. Still kind of protects um, the game over. The, 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 the winning move tonight was the DDT, but it was not a good DDT. Look, it's a DDT from the top rope. First priority is safety. You can't do a DDT from the top rope without botching it in some kind of way. Because otherwise, someone's getting brained. I'm just saying. Um, Daniel Bryan's foot landed first. What did you say? <laughs> JR? <laughs> I is please. Damn, JR. Um, but Brian Danielson's foot landed first. Um, and then about five minutes later, landed Miro's head. So mm-hmm. it wasn't it wasn't the best finisher, um, but Brian Danielson does win the match at the end of the day. So yeah, yeah, and and Adam Page versus Danielson is going to be an incredible match. Um, I I really think that Adam Page versus either Danielson or Miro would have been a good match. Yeah, personally, I would have preferred Miro to be honest. <laughs> Just because I love Miro and I want him to be fucking pushed to the moon. He is, he is incredible. I don't think that we're at a 
a point where Adam Page would be able to take on Miro and protect Miro at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that Miro would have to almost be jobbed out to make it a convincing loss. Yeah. Because Miro's kind of formidable at this point and doesn't he's got a very select amount of like moves like signatures Mm -hmm. that i think were he to fight um um i think his finishers are still so protected that it would be a bit itchy and none of uh Adam Page's signatures affect the neck at all. He, like he wouldn't be able to do any well, of them on Miro. Buckshot lariat. Not really. I feel like he did a buck. He would do a buckshot lariat, and Miro would just no sell it. Does the buckshot lariat not affect the? It hits the neck? chest. Yeah, I guess so. Um, yeah. and he can't do uh the, what's the driver he does? Tombstone. Oh. No, no, tombstone. Um. What's the name of his oh. finisher? Hang on. Why can't I Literally. remember it? I, I remembered it during the match. And page finishers. Yeah. Um, Deadeye? Deadeye, that's it. Yeah. Yeah, you wouldn't be able to do that on Miro. I know that for sure. I think, I think Miro is just kind of one of those right now where it's like kind of got to be careful and I don't really know if they're going to know exactly what to do with him besides make him non-title picture oh yeah um but I I thought this match was so good it, I thought it was so great and it so much yeah I guess I, I saw it more as like Brian Danielson figuring out how to take down a massive dude like Miro He's only fought like normal sized people. Yeah. Nobody nobody the size of Miro in AEW. Um and he hadn't been overpowered before today. But I still think he should have lost. Um I've got a, another update on the media scrum. Um Jay Lethal apparently had planned to be on Ring of Honor the rest of his career. Um, his dream opponent is Chris Jericho. That would be a great match. Uh, he will not be at Final Battle, Ring of Honor's last pay per view before they they close their doors. Really? Yeah. Uh, and Tony Khan said he won't be he won't comment on speaking with any other Ring of Honor talent. So that means he has been speaking with other Ring of Honor talent. Hopefully Jonathan Gresham. Mm. And hopefully Brody King. And um, hopefully uh, Danhausen. I, I. Everyone. Just everyone on that roster. Did Danhausen have to break his leg when he did? Apparently he's got an iron rod in his leg now. He said he's good enough good. to do his finishers. Oh, God. <laughs> um. So, can I really quickly say? Hmm. No offense, but sort of offense. 
and JPW World for making me think that I couldn't watch Battle in the Valley on their streaming service. I can. Yeah. You can watch Japanese on their service, but English is on Fight TV. I'm literally looking at Okada and, oh my god. Buddy Matthews looks fucking scary. Does he? Yeah. Um, sorry, that that was I, I just I was being kind of a dickhead just to see if it ended. Mm-hmm. They were like, no, it's live now. And I was like, well, you could have told me that when it was fucking live when it started being live the first time. Um, anyway. Also. Uh, Adam Page is is up for the media scrum now. He said this is one of the biggest moments of his life and nothing beats people losing their shit for it. I've lost my shit. He says he's he's lucky Tony Khan gave him time off and he was away longer than he anticipated. He and his wife had planned a family for years and realized there was no right time. There's just a time. And uh, I'll give more updates after the next match. That makes plenty of sense, honestly, because like, isn't that how life always is where you're just like, we plan to do these things. It doesn't work the way you planned it. (laughs) Yep. Yep. Just do the thing. So what is what what happened next? What was the next match? The next match is me trying to figure out what I'm doing. Um next match is Falls Count Anywhere. Uh Super Click first Christian and Jurassic Express. Let's talk about outfits first. <laughs> so what? Super Click. <laughs> All pink and black. Um, and, uh, the, the Jacksons, the Jacksons, the young bucks dyeing their facial hair and their hair too. Pink. Not sure how I felt about that one. It was a choice. It was a choice. Um, it was an option. Yeah, sure, 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 sure. But they washed it out to appear later. Well, I think it was so you can do this thing that's called like chalk. It's it's like hair chalk. Uh huh. You just it it's just like kind of got like a lot of dye in it, and you dye your hair with it. Hmm. Um. But I'm sure that's what they did. Also, you can probably brush that out really quickly. Yeah. Um. Uh, Sorry, I'm just trying to see them. I I was just trying to see them. Um, But yeah, so I didn't dislike this match. I just didn't get that great of notes on it. I think that's because I was trying to enjoy it so much. I thought it was a lot of fun. Um, I think think this feud was weak to begin with, and Adam Cole was the only thing that really made it special. Um, But if this wasn't... A like kind of a anything goes false count anywhere match. It wouldn't have been as fun. It wouldn't have been interesting at all. And and some feuds just need that. They need like that violence in there to kind of elevate it. And I'm glad that they kind of noticed that about some feuds. Um, if this was a normal match, it would it would have been just like a dynamite main event or something, like a rampage match it was it's been so weak 
It's been so weak. Yeah. But this was fun. This was. Um. So, at one point, um, one of my favorite points was Jungle Boy got a chair. Because, of course, they had several thousand chairs set up for this particular match. Um, Jungle Boy was sitting in a fucking chair after doing some shit and just, like, feeling good about himself. He was just sitting there like a big man. Then you get a fucking shiny wizard straight from Cole mm-hmm. right across the face. And I was like, buddy. Oh. Little did um, he know. Little did Jungle Boy know what would come later and the horrible feeling he would get in his mouth. Um, so there's a suplex to both Bucks from Luchasaurus, a trash can to Luchasaurus's head, and then one to the back of Jungle Boy, and then a third time after Jungle Boy goes to dive out of the ring, because he dives out of the ring three times. Um, he gets a third, uh, on the third time he gets a trash can to that. Um, then Cole blades like it is the fucking end of the world. Um, he is covered in blood. I don't think he bladed himself. <laughs> because when... when... Uh, while Adam Cole is like kind of out of the ring, the camera is like at the at the bottom of the ramp, facing that side of the ring, and the, Nick Jackson is nowhere there. Nick Jackson is nowhere on the ground there, and we go around the corner to see Adam Cole. His head is under the ring. Comes out all bloody, clearly bladed, and then we see back on the side towards the ramp, Nick Jackson rises up uh, from the stairs, like right next to the stairs. I think, I swear to God, I think he was under the ring, like he snuck under and bladed Cole for him because he was in WWE for so long and, and hadn't bladed at all. necessarily think that was exactly what happened or the logic behind it but mm-hmm. i do think that there is a chance that nick jackson helped cold blade because it's not every day that you get a blade job that's that bloody yeah usually i feel like blade jobs are pretty weak i mean look at punks punk was really oh, yeah. bloody. It was really bloody but i don't know i just there's a chance that i don't think cole quite did it on his own yeah i i Definitely don't think he did. Considering um, considering Jericho, Chris Jericho, with his match with uh, Nick Gage, needed Aubrey to blade him for him, and that was in the middle of the ring. Imagine just like turning to somebody and being like, can you just cut my head open real quick? <laughs> yeah. uh, oh, just a little helpful, helpful thing. Um, so at one point, Jungle Boy is given the chance to get the concerto. Um... Christian gives him the chair, says, have at it. Jungle Boy hesitates and doesn't get the chance to. And I was like, because the concerto is a very, like, violent thing to do. Yeah. I feel like we saw a new page in Jungle Boy tonight. You know? Uh, yeah. In a sense, I think. Um... Jungle Boy ends up sending Cole through a table, and then an elbow drop from Matt Jackson sends Luchasaurus through a table. And then... 
get a tornado DDT from Christian to one of the Jackson brothers. I don't remember which one. I think it was Nick. Um, that wasn't. It wasn't the point of who it was because the person who landed on the ladder was Christian. It was vile. It was a vile fucking moment. Um, I didn't like this at all. Um, ultimately, what ends up happening is Matt Jackson is re- the receiver of a concerto from Jungle Boy uh, because Christian sets him up again, gives him the chair, and says, have fun, and this time Jungle Boy doesn't say no. And I think we're getting closer and closer and closer and closer and closer and closer and closer to the Jungle Boy heel turn that we were expecting. I think it's at. a Christian heel turn. I don't think it's Jungle Boy. I, I don't know, because Christian Christian always kind of struck me as a tweener. And by a tweener, I mean an adult. Mm-hmm. Um, in that Christian always felt very real to me. Um, just based on the fact that it doesn't feel like Christian's like a good guy or a bad guy. He's just a person. The way I see it, he's like the same as Adam Page, where he, he always does what's right. He he knows what's right, and he always does that. Not like the, not like the jungle boy kind of face, where he's like young, and just, you know, like straight from a TV show or a movie. Um. But. I I think Christian is more likely to to turn heel just because um Jungle Boy is the person coming up. He is a pillar. And I think that having him face Christian heel would put him more forward up that ladder. So, okay. Here's my thing. Here's where I here's how I see things. Okay? Mhm. Try to try to bear with me because I don't really know exactly what I'm saying. Okay. I'm going from abstract concepts here. Okay. Christian's this guy. Yes, he is. Who's, Christian's this guy who's like neither. He's not a good guy and he's not a bad guy. He's just a guy. Um, Marco Stunt doesn't count in this equation because we haven't seen Marco Stunt in a minute. Mm-hmm. Um. To, we're saying this from the perspective of we have not watched Dark or Dark Elevation in a minute either, so um, if, he, if he's been on that, then fine. Um, but we we personally have not seen Marco Stunt in a minute. Um, I think because they don't assume that everybody that watches Dynamite watches Dark or Dark Elevation, um, I think that what we've seen is a good enough indicator. Um, I Luchasaurus was kind of the father figure. But Christian has come in as the new father figure because he's much more powerful. He's much more vocal and he's much more like, you're doing this. I'm doing this. We're doing this. Mm -hmm. As Luchasaurus is like, well, I'm just going along with shit. Um, And the only person here who seems to have a malleable personality at this point is Jungle Boy. Because Jungle Boy's young and Jungle Boy's still coming up through the ranks in the sense that he's still figuring out who he is. And I think that giving the concerto tonight put him closer on the spectrum of like 
here's like tweener and mm. here's super face or baby face. I don't know what I'm fucking saying. Baby face and over here is like massive heel. I think Jungle Boy is here for a bit. He watched Luchasaurus hit that fucking shooting star press and he said, oh shit. Mm-hmm. And then he hit the concerto. Yeah. I think Jungle Boy is becoming more of a person as yeah, opposed to just baby face. And I think he's gotta if he's gonna face opponents on his own. I think Jungle Boy is going to separate from Luchasaurus soon. Uh, ooh, I don't know about that. Or, okay, how about this? How about this? How about this instead? Mm-hmm. I think Jungle Boy is gonna turn on Christian. Yeah. I think Luchasaurus will go with Jungle Boy, actually. Now that I've said it. I think Luchasaurus will go with Jungle Boy because I think Luchasaurus is like, this is my boy. Mm-hmm. But I think I don't think Christian is going to be the face going forward. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just, I, and maybe it's just me, but the concerto just feels so violent. It's just because chair shots seem so violent to me. I just, I feel like I don't know. I don't know. I get a vibe. I just get a funky little vibe. Um. Yeah, I mean, I I mean, I think he only did the the concerto because it was in, out of revenge. Because they been they did it to him. Um, last week. I, I'm not I'm not saying that's not like with reason. I'm just saying that also at the same time, I think that doing the concerto. Because it was something that he missed out on doing halfway through the match, mm-hmm. something that he succeeded in doing at the end, I think that that turned a page. Mm-hmm. Okay. So Buddy Matthews is still wrestling in the torn-up shorts. Mm-hmm. I hate that because <laughs> that means that that was his choice. It's a good thing. I like. Those. I hate those shorts. I hate them. I like those. I feel a lot. like Elaine with the fucking with the fucking toupee. <laughs> I hate these things. All right. Uh, what was the next match after that? Pack Cody versus Andrade and Malachi. This was okay. Was full Loki. Yeah, this match was. Oh, you mean yeah with the entrance gear? Yeah, with the, yeah with the with the gear. Yeah. Uh, get I, these people. I did not hate this match. Yeah, I didn't hate it either, but get these people away from Cody, please. Yeah. Get on. Hey, Cody was the. Cody was the bummer of the match, dude. He's got to be though, like like that's how you that's how you should do the self-aware Cody heel thing or the unaware Cody heel thing. Okay, it doesn't seem like he's aware. Um, so Pac also refuses to work anything but black again, which is fucking fine. It's 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 fine. 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 Okay. Um, at one point, my, one of my favorite points was Andrade. He was supposed to kind of have like a, I can do the same shit that you're doing moment. Except he kind of got like a little scribbled up in the ropes. He was like, kind of like. The intention was to like kind of like flip over the ropes onto the apron. He got like a little stuck. 
Yeah. He was kind of like I was back on the ropes for like a hot minute. Mm-hmm. Which I just thought was really fucking funny. Um, this was Cody started the match. Pac ended up slapping the shit out of Cody. Um, Pac and Cody hate each other. Malachi and Andrade ended up hating each other. Pac sent both Andrade and Black to the outside of the ring before hitting them both with the acai moonsault. Um, we also got Glock Anderson back, which was fun. Um, he attacked Carlos. Um, and sent Carlos. Who am I fucking Jose? Say. <laughs> howdy. Woo. Right. I'm looking at my notes. My notes are wrong. Um. Oh boy. But he fucking goes after Jose. With the gun, Jose just runs to the fucking back. Jose doesn't fucking spend time. After Arn pulled the gun on him, how how could you not run back? You're right. But he, um, Arn Arn shot his gun. Jose no sold it. It was pretty fucked. That was actually not cool. That wasn't cool. Yeah. Um. Pac ends up wanting out of the fucking ring, but Cody's, like, injured? Like, mm-hmm. Not okay? Quote-unquote? Um, like, acting like the little damsel in distress. I mean, somebody um, even came to check up on him. Make sure he was okay. Do you think he was actually injured, or do you think he was, like, fucking around? No, I, I think he was he was fucking around, because... I, I think this feud might turn into um, Cody versus Pack, and you're not listening to me right now because you're paying attention to bat- Battle in the Valley. You have to use as a face. Did you hear anything I said? I did. Mm hmm. Sorry. We're supposed to watch it together. I know. I'm not watching what's actually happening. I didn't see shit. Mm-hmm. I promise. Mm-hmm. Um. Did you hear what I said? Yes, I heard what you said. Uh, but I, I think this is gonna be Cody and Pack in a feud. Hopefully, it's Cody and Pack. Um, because Pack could do either heel or face. Um, and the storyline would flow very well. Pack's mad about Cody not. Really helping him out in the match. Uh, did did Cody and and Pack win? Who won? Yes. Oh, so never yeah. mind. But well, okay. So what happens is is um Cody fucks around ringside for a little while. Mm-hmm. And finally, Cody decides he's he's up on the fucking apron. He's stomping around. He's like, I want it. Blah blah blah. It's like, hey, buddy. Um, we get a reverse suplex to Andrade from Cody once he gets in, and then Malachi sends Pack into Cody, dragging Cody into the path, which sort of solidifies that this is not going to be like future friendship. Mm-hmm. Um, and then. 
Hack hits the black arrow onto Andrade to win. Um, we then have Cash coming through um, to avenge Dax because Pac beat up Dax earlier in the last week. Yeah. And then we're probably going to get Cash versus Pac. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, I didn't vibe with this match so much. I think it's just because I'm tired of Cody. I think we're all tired of Cody. I, and I think the thing is, is that it doesn't even feel like Cody's like doing his own feuds anymore. It, it's just hanging around. I, I mean, his feud with Malachi, I think, was great because Malachi got the moral victory on, on Cody. Um, yeah. But, like, did he? Because Arn's still with him. Arn's still with him, and and nothing really changed, and nothing really changed with this match, you know. Um, it it just it felt pretty pointless. I feel like they could have done a lot more with it. And they they could do a whole lot more with Cody's story in general. There, there's literally. They would just let Cody turn heel. There's so much they could do with him. Let him come Cody out of Stardust. Let... Co- oh, okay. Never mind. Never mind. Never mind. Uh... I'm not going down that path with you. I'm not holding your hand on that walk. Sorry. Mm. Stardust. Oh. Um, so to give another update on the media scrum. Um... Adam Page says what they wanted to do two or three years ago might not have remotely matched what we saw tonight. Uh, so much changed because the world changed. COVID. Um, Adam Page doesn't want to reveal what he said to Kenny in the ring after the match. Now Tony Khan is on the mic for the scrum. Uh, he said Chris Jericho was always planned to be the first AEW champion over Adam Page. And he knew long ago who his first four champions would be. And that's uh, Jericho, Mox, Kenny, and Paige now. Um, and he said the, the Rampage uh, would be adjusted to whatever time slot it's in and work the kind of cards it would need to, to draw the numbers TNT want. Hmm. Yeah. That's interesting that they're kind of just like going with the flow. Yeah. I mean, you have such an extensive roster that I feel like you can really just do whatever. As as we've been seeing with, you know, with Mike Seidel being injured, they've been just adapting really well to that. I, I mean, with Darius being injured too. Yeah. I just meant more recently. Oh, yeah. No, I, I well, I, I just feel like the... Darius' injury has actually only just been recently like played with. You know? No, because Dante's been also wrestling, tagging with uh, Matt Seidel. More so, I mean, they're playing with the fact that Leo seems to want to mm. be like, this is my boy now. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Whereas, also, yeah, best wishes to Leo Rush. I feel so bad for him. Yeah. You have missed 
that was the other thing that like rubbed me the wrong way about the acclaim the acclaim but like being mean about him and i was like dude's like gone through some shit right now so like please mm-hmm. be nice <laughs> like we're all still people at the end of the day mm-hmm. anyways so what match was after that Brick versus ty conti great match yes didn't love the ending ending was kind of shitty I honestly, I don't quite remember the ending. I, I guess I didn't it's write that down. Rebel and Jamie get involved. Okay, well, let me let me go through the match and then you can mm-hmm. help us up on the ending. Um, so there's an air raid crash right on the apron. Um, I made a point in my note to point. Sorry, I made a point in my notes to make the point that I was um just watching. Um, and not quite taking notes, so. <laughs> Um, but there was an air crash right on the apron that like kind of made me very jumpy. Mm-hmm. Um, we get a tie KO. Uh, Britt stomps Ty into the stairs while the ref is distracted by Jamie and Rebel. Um, then back in the ring, she stomps her again. Um, and I was mad because Excalibur called it the one last shot. Like, I think she's done it before, though. Oh, no, she's That's done the Panama a- Sunrise before. Yeah, no, I I mean, like, we all know what the one last shot is. Yeah. It's not a stop. <laughs> it's the last shot. The last shot is Cole's thing. The one last shot. No, the one last beat, isn't it? Is that Johnny's thing? The, f- uh, the final beat. Final beat. One, one final um, beat, I think. We can all tell. Elizabeth's brain is 100% in the game right now. Um, I got three hours of sleep. Uh, yeah, no, uh, one way or the other, the last shot is not a stop. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm going to confirm, actually. Uh, I'm pulling up her signature moves. Um, Finisher's curb stomp, yeah. Doesn't have a name. Right, because it's just the stomp. Yeah. Um... So, Ty ends up going up top. She moonsaults onto Rebel and the Hater. There's a side slam to Baker, who escapes the moonsault, and then the DD Ty, and then the ending. She actually has the last shot as one of her finishers. Is it a stomp? Was, was it a, a stomp that she did when they called it one last shot? Yes, which, but we know what the last shot is. Right. I just don't remember it being a stomp when it happened. So, no, okay. I, I vividly recall. Scholar recalled Stomp the last shot. And I was like... Okay. That's not what that is. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so we end... The, my last note is the DD tie. Um, and obviously that is not where that ends, because... Brit wins. So... I don't remember a ton that that happened, but I'm going to try and go from memory. So, Jamie and Rebel distract uh, Ty and uh, the ref. Or maybe just Ty. And then Britt goes in for the, the lockjaw. And wins. That's basically it. 
Okay. Okay, that makes sense. I I mean, mm, all I, the the one thing I'm holding on to is the fact that I think once Britt loses the title to Thunder Rosa, I think. Oh um, wait, no, never mind. I was wrong. Um, National Pokedex. Thank you. Uh, it wasn't the it wasn't the lockjaw. She rolled her up. That's why oh. the crowd was pissed or annoyed. Yeah. She just rolled Say, wait, the lockjaw sounds like a good ending to the match. Yeah. Uh, Ty, um, Ty wouldn't let the lockjaw happen. Okay, I do recall that. Um, I, I think once Britt loses the title of Rosa, mm-hmm. I think that's when we're gonna... Jamie turn on her. I think at the very least she can hold out hope for that much. Jamie's not going to be around for much longer on that side of things. We'll see. She is supporting Brit though. Tightly. She doesn't do... She's not Rebel. That's she, she, was, she was yelling in the match. She was reacting. She was emoting. Still refuses to do the, to do the DMD thing. Um, alright, so uh, what happened after that? After that was uh, Eddie and CM Punk, right? Right, and I was watching this a little too closely um, know, it was a bloody he's... match Eddie slapped the shit out of Punk and um, the only other note I have is that Kingston hit the did the GTS motion and then did the jacking off motion and that's all i've got from that match (laughs) but Uh, i i did really enjoy the match for what it was i think it could have gone for longer and been a little more important than it was yeah i think it needed like 10 more minutes um but it was basically just a brawl and that's all this needed um eddie should have won because this is basically the the john cena cm punk feud back in wwe um but with the role switched and punk is in the role of of john cena um and with punk winning he's essentially like uh, people compare him to the new york yankees like they're just a legacy at this point um and that might turn punk towards the more heelish role or just a way to get faces to feud with him. Um, it'll be very interesting where this takes Eddie in the future. I I, I really want to see where he goes from here. Um, and I want to see if if uh, Punk is going to go for a title or something. Or just kind of chill out in the, with, with everyone else in the mid-card. I don't know. I I I I I do wonder what Eddie's gonna do right now because I think the world is a, is really open for him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think he's got a lot of um paths he could go down, and I think that's the one fun thing about AEW is that right now I think you don't have to worry about like. 
who's going to be next for Eddie, I think it's just going to happen. I think Eddie's just going to, like, find someone else to yell at. I think he's going to stay on Punk, though. Think so? Yeah. Uh, unless Punk, unless they bring in Kenta into AEW, but I don't think that'll happen for a little bit. I really thought that Kenta was going to come out at the end of this match. I really did. In my heart of hearts, I really thought so. Um, but yeah, I mean, like I said, I, I thought this match could have done with like 10 more minutes, but that's really it. I don't know what happened. What? I don't know. That was the wrong way to say that. Okay. Um, Bronson Reed came to Battle, Battle in the Valley. Oh. Yeah. Wow. Um, he, I guess, is challenging Moose? Question mark? Mm-hmm. Well, that's exciting. I guess Fightful reported on that. That's so fucking exciting. Wow. Good for him. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Anyway. Uh, another media scrum update. Uh, Tony Khan says it's dependent on the situation, but AEW is taking care of talents when they need when they need personal help. He's supportive of people taking time off if they need it. Uh, Tony Khan says Jay Lethal didn't ask him about Final Battle. Uh, Tony said he wouldn't have necessarily said no to it. So that is almost uh, entirely a Jay Lethal uh, decision to not go to Final Battle. Uh, Tony Khan says his father bought the Four Seasons from a Saudi man, not the government, and is not comparable to WWE's ongoing relationships with the Saudi government. There is no ongoing relationship with the Khans and the Saudi government. He wanted to clarify that. Uh, Tony Khan is hopeful for some more integration with DC in comics and on screen. Interesting. Um... Tony Khan says Chris Jericho was... Oh, wait, no, that's already been uh, reported on. Um, Renee told Tony Khan that Moxley is doing better every day. Some of the AEW wrestlers have promoted the book for Mox while he's out. Good. Yeah, very good. Good to hear Mox is I'm doing glad, better. I'm glad we ended on that note, because... That's a good note. Um yeah. The other points of that update were very confusing and very strange, but I, I'm glad that Mox is doing better. Mm-hmm. That's all I'm going to take out of that. <laughs> Alright, so next we had Inner Circle, the American Top Team. It was a fine match. It was fine. It, what the fuck was the beginning of this match? They, I guess they thought, I don't know, they wanted to start it off like it was a normal match without street fight rules, but it just felt confusing, because they spent like, I don't know, it felt like 10 minutes just in normal it a, tag rules. It was a 10-man tag for a hot minute. Mm-hmm. Um, and and, and then, it, it, then it evolved um, into a street fight. There were was the purple rain insignia that they used mm-hmm. um there was a toaster uh dan lambert was hiding a steel pipe in his jacket even though he didn't need to hide it because there's no dq um andre arlovsky uh was assisted with a lot of the the spots 
obviously because he's an MMA guy, not a, a WWE or a, a wrestling guy. Um, same with Junior Dos Santos, but he took a lot more bumps than uh, somebody of of his experience would. Uh, so good for him. Dan Lambert uh, took the pin. Yes. Jer, Jer, Jer. Jericho. Woo! So Jericho little pinned brain. Dan Lambert? Yeah, my little brain one keeps wanting to say Jericho. Um, Pretty expected. Um, right. It, it, it wasn't a shocking match by any means. Sammy Guevara had a sick, uh, a sick moonsault off of the ladder, like a giant-ass ladder onto Scorpio Sky on the table. Yeah. Um, um, but my favorite moment, my favorite moment. So somebody knocked over a, a barrel or, or can or something, and out came a football. And I was like, it would be fucking great if somebody just hurled that football at somebody. They just did that out of nowhere. Um, and later in the match, Santana and Ortiz get up. Scorpio, Sky, and Ethan Page, I think. I think it was both of them. In some some kind of like weird submission. Some really cool tandem offense. And, and they're holding them in that. And in comes Sammy Guevara holding the football. And just <laughs> so fucking happy hurls the ball at Scorpio's chest <laughs> or Ethan's I forget whose it was Scorpio's Scorpio's, it was, Scorpio's. Uh, it was just it was perfect that was the one spot I wanted in this whole match and we got it yeah um, and it was a very weird setup for it like I didn't understand. Like it was like sort of a cheerleading pyramid in the sense that like I didn't know who was supposed to take the hit on the end of it. I don't. Yeah, hmm. a very very weird submission, but. Um, and cool. I, I, it was an emotional win because obviously Jericho was feeling a certain way about the fact that they were in Minnesota and, yeah. uh, you know, on the heels of Eddie Guerrero, um. So I, as much yeah. as I don't like Jericho, I'm glad that he got to have that moment. He gave um, his own tribute to Eddie with the Viva La Raza and Frog Splash. Um, and I, I think he's the only one or one of the only people. No, he's not the only one. But one of the only people on the, the AW roster who has personal experience with, with Eddie Guerrero. Uh, I know Punk has had... Uh, one or two matches. Um, Mind you, it, it, it was a it, it's quite personal experience. Yeah. Um, at first, I I didn't quite remember it, and then I did. Um, but you know, uh, I don't like the man, but I'm not going to discount the pain that that could have caused him. So I'm just going to say that I'm glad that he did get his time. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Hmm. Um. So, I'm glad this feud, I think, has hit its peak. I'm glad that this feud is over. Mm -hmm. I don't want this feud to continue. I'm tired. Yeah, it it wasn't a good feud to begin with. Uh, It didn't start getting interesting until 
towards the end when uh on wednesday we actually got a promo that was how this feud should have been going but with that said this match was was decently fun um great on ethan page and scorpio sky for taking a lot of the bumps and assisting in a lot of the spots for junior dos santos and andre arlovsky who don't have any experience in wrestling um it definitely did not feel like a match where i was like oh these guys are fucking like lost yeah yeah it definitely felt like they were at least able to hold on to the expertise of the other people in the thing yeah yeah and i'm glad that they kind of finally fucking took the cue of like why the fuck were we doing a 10-man tag yeah. Yeah. Um, before we move on to the final match, uh, another update on the media scrum. Um, Tony Khan says that Lance Archer was there tonight, and it was not a neck, or it was a neck injury, not a head injury, and he passed cro- concussion protocol. Um, and also, Tony Khan says that the format for the Owen Cup. Might not be what people expect, but he's excited to tell us more on TV. The what? The Owen Cup? Owen Hart oh, Cup? sorry. I thought you said own, like O-W-N. No, no. I did not hear the E in that. Mm. Um, okay. Okay. I'm thinking maybe it'll be like, um, like a G1 kind of tournament. That'd be sick. He's sick as fuck. I, I'm always a proponent for a G1-esque tournament. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, Tony Khan speaks very highly of Ty Conti. For Ty. Alright, and so now we have the final match. Kenny Omega versus Hangman Adam Page for the AEW World Championship. Right. Um, there's a lariat to Kenny. Kenny threatens the buckshot Larry at one point. He doesn't end up doing it, but I was like, oh my god, you little bitch. Just crawls in the ring, then. Ooh. Um, there's a massive moonsault onto Kenny. Um, we go up top, nothing ends up happening. The springboard Liger bomb. That fucking... Oof. There were so many moments with this fucking match where I was like, you guys need to have necks at the end of this. You gotta remember that. <laughs> you gotta come out of this with, like, two necks each. Yeah neck each rather um you will each get two well they might need them there was a really sherman suplex to kenny that um fucking nasty we get a tiger driver to uh uh to page um and then an avalanche blockbuster to kenny um Ultimately, there's a failed V-trigger, but a rolling elbow hits Kenny and then a pop-up powerbomb. We get a buckshot lariat into Paul Turner, the referee, because Kenny throws Paul Turner in the way. Um, Aubrey, however, comes out. She goes to fucking count the pin. It's definitely three. Her hand almost definitely smacked the mat the third time. It wasn't three, but fine, whatever. Um, There's some knee strikes to Paige. He catches the V-trigger, though. She gets the one-winged angel, and then the reverse buckshot, and then the bucks come out. The young bucks come hobbling on out. 
you're like, oh, no, 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 no. But n at one point, Nick is on one side of the corner, and he looks up at Adam, and he doesn't do shit. He just stares at him. Then on the other side of the ring, Adam ends up over there. Matt Jackson looks up at him. And all Matt Jackson does is nod. He nods with the puppy dog eyes. Nods. Yeah. Just, that's all he does. And this what? is gonna spell danger for the elite. Stop oh, taking notes. I stopped taking notes at that point because he just, he just nodded. Mm-hmm. He did. Yeah, he nodded. Uh, Adam Page went for the Buckshot Lariat, won, became the new world champion. Um, Just nodded. Yeah. There, This could go down in, in multiple ways going forward. A couple ways I see. One of them is Bucks are, are cast out, or rather, Bobby Fish tells Cole and Kenny... Hey, this is what happened in that match. Because Bobby was conscious. Kenny and Cole, they were, they were too beat up to have watched anything. But Bobby, he could have been there watching the whole thing and be like, hey, you see what, what uh, Matt Jackson did? And they cast the Bucks out. Bucks are now their own thing. And, um... Then we have the Elite, which is Kenny, Cole, and Bobby Fish. Or, or here's the thing. Matt Jackson was on one side of the ring. No, Adam it's not, Page. that's never going to happen. Let, let that will finish. never happen. Let me finish. Let me finish. Ah. Matt Jackson was on one side of the ring, right behind Adam Page. He nodded to him. On the other, other side of the ring, right behind Kenny, was Nick Jackson. Not necessarily participating. This could mean a breakup for the Bucks. Possibly. Uh, I, I think that's the least likely option, but uh, there are hints that, that can point towards that. Um but regardless, either way, the elite is definitely going to be reshaped in some way. Um, but well, who knows? A lot of people have been saying that what's going to end up happening is the Bucks are going to go with Adam and they're going to leave Kenny. Kenny's just going to be kicked out of the elite. I think the, that's what's going to happen. The thing with that, though, is I don't see the Bucks going with Adam Page because Adam Page is with Dark Order. Oh, Adam, Adam Cole, Adam Cole, Adam Cole. Uh, I, I don't see that either. Because this looks like a heel move from the Bucks. Cole is like so far gone down the the heel path. I think Cole would turn on the Bucks. I don't know. I there's like Matt Jackson nodding is going to be in my head, I think, for the next few months. Just no, first of all, fuck the Young Bucks, fuck Adam Page, fuck Kenny Omega for being so goddamn good at storytelling. Fuck them. Or so fucked up. Or good job, guys. That too, I guess. Um, I just it's so stuck in my head. 
Great match either way, though. Really fantastic. Oh, it was incredible. And this is this is the thing that I think AEW lucked into is that the the fucking storyline that goes between Age, Kenny, the Bucks, Adam Cole, even Bobby Fish at this point. The storyline that goes between them, that thread runs so fucking deep. Mm-hmm. And these are like fucking elephants of human beings. I mean, fucking Paige wore the same shirt that he wore when he cost the Bucks their title shot. These people remember shit so well. Yeah. And it's incredible. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. And I think that AEW lucked out because this is just going to keep getting deeper and darker and just more. I mean, once the Adam Cole shit comes to light, once Adam Cole's like, oh, you killed me? Like, I just. Ooh, doggy. I'm excited. I'm excited. Um, yeah, so that is our full gear recap. Stay tuned for our review. We're going to pick the best of the night. Um, but before we get there, if you have a question for a question segment, leave it in the chat and we'll get to it. Um, once we're done with the best of the night, if you're watching on YouTube, leave a comment and we'll get to it in the next episode. If you're listening to the audio realm, join us at the live show to talk to us live and ask us whatever you want all right so but also before we get to the bests of the night we've got to go over the top 10 wrestlers may we remind you if you're new to the show the top 10 wrestlers are 100 percent done by statistics and not by our personal opinions it's elo rankings it is uh, based on win loss and matches being weighted it it is literally people forget this sometimes we do not put our opinions into this whatsoever. Right. All right. So, and a lot of changed after today. Um, so, number 10, new to the list, an AEW Women's Champion, Britt Baker. Number nine, one half of the Impact Tag Team Champions, Doc Gallows. Number eight, the now only the AAA Mega Champion, Kenny Omega, fell down one spot. Like Kenny, uh oh. Uh oh, Mega. Uh, number seven, Darby Allen, fell down one spot. Uh, number six, he doesn't have a title either. Uh, Josh Alexander fell down two spots. Number five, the SmackDown Women's Champion, Becky Lynch. She went up two spots. Number four, the WWE Champion, Big E. He went up two spots. Number three, one half of the Raw Tag Team Champions, Riddle. Number two, the Universal Champion, Roman Reigns. And number one, the United States Champion, Damian Priest. 
that's our top 10 update. Uh, it also posts a different, a new version on Twitter as well. Um, tomorrow, at some point when I'm not working or doing something, I'm gonna be busy all day tomorrow. Fuck me. All right. It's okay. Let's talk about the best of the night. There's no promos. Wrestler of the night. Normally, I would have a list of all the wrestlers that I picked, but I don't have anyone this time because I didn't take notes. Um, but oh god, let me give you some choices for wrestler of the night. Um, uh. Kenny Omega, Adam Page, MJF. Let me see. Anyone else? Anyone else? Um, why am I? I should just go through the fucking matches. Um. Um. I think, yeah, those three. Kenny, Adam Page, and MJF. Hey. Kenny? No. Okay, I'll go with you. Alright, so match of the night. As always, I go from the worst ranked to the highest ranked match, and Liz will say if she agrees. There's a lot to go through today, so I'm going to be quick with these. Uh, with a 4 out of 10... The worst match, Inner Circle versus American Top Team and Men of the Year. It, it was, you know, it was fine. I don't know. It took a while to get the street fight actually started. Felt there very awkward. Uh, next up with a five out of ten, Nyla Rose and Jamie Hayter versus Thunder Rosa and Hikaru Shida. It was a decently fun match, you know. Not mind blowing. Not bad. Uh, next up with a 6 out of 10. Andrade, El Idolo, and Malachi Black versus Pack and Cody Rhodes. That had some fun spots. It was pretty fun to watch. Didn't provide much in the way of storyline or anything, but it was fun. Enjoyable. Next up, 7 out of 10. Eddie Kingston versus CM Punk. Definitely needed more time. This was everything it needed to be, except longer. Uh, next, 7 out of 10, Ty Conti versus Britt Baker. Would have been so much higher had the ending not gone the way it did. Felt so cheap. Um, but it was still very fun up until then. Next, uh, 7 out of 10, Super Click versus Christian Cage and Jurassic Express. It was a lot of fun. I uh, it definitely needed to be a a hardcore match, which it was, and and that's why it was a lot more enjoyable than it could have been in my opinion. Um, but I don't know. I I think there wasn't much in terms of uh, uh, intensity with this feud, so it kind of fell flat in that regard. But 
the match itself was was very fun. Next up, eight out of ten, Miro versus Brian Danielson. I thought this was a very fun match, very killer. Uh, seeing Brian Danielson learn how to take down a giant opponent like Miro, especially when he gets his second health bar, uh, I, I thought that was so much fun. Um, yeah, and and Miro just overpowering somebody like Brian Danielson who's just trying to go for grapples. It it shows the weakness in Brian's technique. And next up, 9 out of 10, FTR versus Lucha Bros. Super fucking fun. This was an a extremely fun match. I th- I thought this was like outstanding. Um All these guys are incredible wrestlers. This was an extremely fun match with great storyline and and everything going for it. Um but the ending just felt a little bit weird. It's a little bit weird. Like I, I don't know why they made that decision. Uh, next up, nine out of ten, MJF versus Darby Allen. This was this was incredible. I I fucking love this. This this was just close to perfect. MJ, if, if you weren't impressed by MJF before, you have to be after this match. The dude's outstanding. Um, the only thing I I didn't love about it was the ending. Felt like a cheap cheat finish, but I couldn't really imagine any other way to do it. And then finally, match of the night for me with a ten out of ten. Kenny Omega. Versus Hangman Adam Page for the AEW World Championship. This had emotion. This had intensity. This was paced extremely well. And and this made up for all those uh all, all the lack of storyline going into this or the lack of promos hyping this up, besides the the one from Wednesday. I thought this was perfect. This was an amazing, amazing once-in-a-lifetime match, which ended in era. And do you agree? Yeah, of course I do. Alright. So, with that said, Wrestler of the Night, Kenny Omega, Match of the Night, Kenny Omega versus Hangman Adam Page. All right, you want to answer a question or two? No question. Um, Mariam asked, how does it feel being a non-WWE post-show? I'm excited to see the shift in the podcast going forward, but I wanted to ask you both how it feels to talk about a show that felt so satisfying at the end of it. I'm going to say something a little bit controversial. I don't think it's as fun to talk about something like this because what? there's less to talk it's about. It's so much fun. There's less to talk about when something I is so good. Time tonight. <laughs> I had a great time watching it, but there's less to talk about. You know, if we're mad about something, if we're upset, 
we've got a lot to say. I didn't feel disrespected. <laughs> It, it's it's a lot. It is a lot of fun to gush over the great wrestling, the great booking, and all that. And there will be some stuff that we are criticizing, like the fucking inner circle shit. Yeah, there's plenty of shit for me to criticize with AEW, but like, watch. To, first of all, to spend fifty dollars, to spend fifty dollars, to spend fifty five zero five zero five zero fifty dollars to spend fifty dollars on pay per view. Um, it's so nice to be handed something that matters. Yeah. Something that's like good. Um, as opposed to spending I don't know, what do we spend? We spend like uh ten bucks a month, is it, for Peacock? Maybe. Like, yeah, okay, so we're spending like a little bit more yearly on reviews if we just do AW. I it's so much more fun getting something that like we enjoyed something that like felt worth it. Yeah. I like. I was excited going tonight. Going into tonight. Mm-hmm. Survivor Series is one of those things that like I. It's sitting in the back of my mind. Like. Also, if you're listening on Spotify and you're wondering why Liz keeps cutting herself off. It's because she keeps glancing over at, at Battle in the Valley, which she said we would watch together. It's literally just the Jay and Ishii match, okay? That's all I'm watching. Oh, it's just the... You mean the fucking main event. It's just the main event. It's just the biggest match on the card that you're watching without me. I'll rewatch it with you. Oh, it's not the same. Oh, I'm so sorry. Anyways, I really had a lot of fun. I'm really glad that we are getting the chance to do this, and I am looking forward to getting the opportunity to talk about more um, like filling wrestling. Uh, like, like I said, like I said, it's on paper, giving the person what they want seems like very bullshit and lazy. Like, spend the money here. <laughs> Please give me what I want. Uh, Don't assume that you know what I want. But not to say that if we do end up doing the Sunday show, that we won't be talking about bad shows, because we could. New Japan puts on bad shows sometimes. And we might be talking about some WWE stuff. So, not to say we won't be still enraged with some bad booking. We might watch some GCW shows that could not be good. Who knows? But that is that's all the questions we have. Liz, would you like to close out the show? Yeehaw, cowpoke! Um, so if you join us tonight, thank you so much. And if you join us in the future, uh, thank you so much. Uh, we hope that you will join us for our Monday Night Raw podcast, um, which will be on Monday night. 
we are potentially shifting some things, so it might not always be like this, but we will be doing our Monday Night Raw podcast on Monday. So please join us for that. It'll be a lot of fun um, and maybe a little less you know, crowd-pleasing as this one was. Yeah. Um, if you enjoyed this, please follow and subscribe. And this coming Thursday, uh, we got to plug this real quick. A new episode of the Universal Pokemon Federation comes out uh, on Thursday at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. If you enjoy either Pokemon, uh, esports, or or wrestling-like competition, like uh, uh, entertainment-based competition, or you know, just like watching cool shit, the Universal Pokemon Federation combines all of that into wrestling mixed with pokemon uh it is something we've been working on for over a year now and uh a new episode comes out you won't want to miss it catch up on the last episode too it hosted the new episode so liz liz is quadruple e general manager of the upf I hosted the new episode, and it took a lot of guts to do it on my part, so please enjoy it. Yeah. Uh, This coming episode features a roll-the-dice battle with completely random teams between Rob and the mysterious Sonic Wizard. And that's all on... uh, You can go to upfworld.com to find everything you need there. All right. So... Our YouTube is The Pinfall Podcast. Uh, our our Spotify, search The Pinfall Podcast. If you want to join the live show, join us at twitch.tv forward slash The Pinfall Podcast. Our Twitter, at Pinfall Podcast, as you can see down below. Um, I'm at the Mark Cameron, Liz is at Eliza Elaine 23 and we'll see you on Monday to talk about Monday Night Raw. Have a great night, everybody, and we'll see you then.